Hello and welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I'm your host, Luke Probasco, and with me always is my co-host, Jacob Bilbo. Hey, Jacob. Hey, what's going on? Another week down, another week to go. Can't wait to crush Grimm in the college side this week. And then I, I think I looked at my NFL side and I didn't really see another team there. I think I got a bye this week coming up on the NFL side. You do. Yep. So. Confirmed. I'm I'm excited. But then I'm thinking like our regular season's only 10 weeks on the college side. And this is going to be week three. We're a third of the way over. Like after this week, I'm just like, oh, it took so long to get here. And then it's, like, almost gone. Just got to savor it. Savor the moment. Live in the moment. Just be present. Well, it's nice that you're 2-0 and and I'm 0-2. I mean, well, let's say. We all saw it coming. Maybe. So, I got a couple questions. I got one question for you here, Jacob. We'll get start off here with a quick hitter. Stop. Luke, pause, rewind. You always forget about it. Let's do it this time. Hey, if you're listening to this, remember, go download the episode. We need to pump those downloads up. Rate and review. Helps with the algorithm. Let's go. I know you guys are listening to it. I just need everybody to download it. Put it in there in the chat. Everyone just opens the link. You listen to it, but you don't download it. Need you to download. Okay, now we'll get into it. Quick hitter. Jacob... More so on the NFL side, but when can you victory lap a player? Like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm in on this guy. I think Saquon Barkley's coming back this year. This is going to be his year. Injury-riddled season. When can you take a victory lap on people? I think after one game. One game? Um, <laughs> that seems very on brand for you. Yes. Um, I believe if you need if you have if you need to have the validation to be right, you probably shouldn't be doing any hot takes. Like, it's okay to be wrong. It's a lot of fun to be, to say your hot take, and whether you're wrong or right, you're going to get shit talked. Yep. And frankly, that's my love language, right? Like, <laughs> if, if I'm talking shit to you and you're talking shit to me, then we're probably pretty good friends. I mean, that's what I enjoy. So, so you and Grim are not friends. Oh, we're friends. I talk shit to him all the time. But does he talk shit back to you? Yeah. Oh, he does? Yeah. Subtle ways? Or there it's offline, it's not in the group chat. He doesn't like other people watching. He doesn't like the PDA. Probably. Yeah. Gotcha. It's okay, Grim. Me and Grim me and Grim are like spirit animals. Gotcha. Get in the me chat, Grim. Get you know you need to just get at Jacob, like, let us all watch. It won't be weird. Here's the deal. I am not married to my opinions. Sometimes I just put them out there, and it might be an opinion that I've had for five seconds. <laughs> so if, you, if you're getting, like, emotional about it, I'm probably not the guy to, like, talk to about it. Does your wife know, know this? Did you just, like, oh, yeah. see her one time, and you're like, hey, you want to get married? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's well, how it works. I took that a little bit more seriously, but... <laughs> I mean, it's same same vein. Like, if she's not giving me shit, then I know she's actually upset with me. Oh, yeah. You know, so. Makes sense. I I like to do, I think, like, I guess I just play it safe. F- four weeks is, like, too long. 
That's, you know, but three weeks, that's like a sweet spot. Like, you look back, I think about it to, like, last last year. It was like Mike Williams. You had the peop- Mike Williams truthers, and after three games, like, dude looked hot. Then that fourth game, he put up, like, three points and full PPR leagues. Just did nothing, and then had, then he just was kind of up and down, kind of like his normal Mike Williams self um, the rest of the year. But I think three games is a good one. All right. I think, I think it's okay to be wrong, and it's okay for people to give you shit when you're wrong. Yeah, so I it's love, fun. Like, I, I just I, I live off that. It's fun. I'm kind of a troll. <laughs> you are. Honest. You are. <laughs> if anybody's, I mean, we're not live, but yeah, Jacob is in a dark space under a bridge right now. That's where he's where he's camped that's where, out. That, that's where I live. That's where he gets the best internet reception for this podcast. <laughs> All right, some quick NCAA news. Uh, Scott Frost got fired after their loss to Georgia Southern. Um, can't say I didn't see it coming. But they had a they had a buyout after week eight that it could have been cheaper. Financially makes sense, but I think it sends a really good message to the program and the kids. The season's young. We want to give you a chance to win. Let's get this idiot out of here. So I think it I think it does a good for the program for the kids and then recruiting coming in. Yeah, and fifteen million is nothing with that new TV deal. Yeah, I mean, so uh, Chris Rodriguez tweet is coming back. He's eligible f- Saturday, October first is his first game that he can come back. So he can drink up until then. Then he's got to get clean. I put on here Notre Dame's in big trouble. His their starting quarterback Buchner is going to be out for four months. But as Chad. And I were talking in uh, on Facebook. They're already in trouble. They lost to the herd, so they're 0-2. I mean, th- things are going to get even worse. It's not going to be a good season. I don't, I don't know if it's the last week of the season or the second to last when they play USC, but they're going to get curb stomped. I mean, granted, USC's defense isn't any good, but that offense is just electric and. I just can't believe that's going to be on national TV. It's just like witnessing a murder. That's about all the NCAA news um, I got. Um, oh, I'll, Jacob, I'll have you do some NFL news, but there is one piece of college news that just came out a few hours ago. So I'm going to find it on Twitter real quick and while you talk about any NFL news you got. Yeah, so NFL news... Really, not a whole lot. I mean, we had week got, one. What's that? Said so we had week one. That was we had some injuries. We had week one. So I'll I'll kind of do my NFL week one recap for our league. Uh, Patrick versus Corey. Corey and Patrick's teams kind of limped into the season. Um, not a ton of toy. Not a ton of points that were scored there. Um, Corey ended up getting the win in week one. Both teams should have better weeks ahead. Obviously. A couple guys that I'm looking kind of sideways at is Cam Akers, Travis Etienne, and Kadarius Toney. So between those three players, they didn't just have bad games. They didn't get used on offense. 
So Akers, I think he played 18% of snaps. ETN played 51% of snaps, and Tony played 12% of snaps. So those are three guys that, I mean, you're probably banking on for this year, but it looks like the team is kind of moving away from at least Tony and Akers and ETN at 51%. you got to hope that those are not rushes and those are basically in the receiving game, that he's getting those snaps. I uh, I was I didn't get to watch because here in Iowa I don't get to watch really much of the like Giants game. I, I don't have the red zone or anything right now, but I just couldn't believe Tony with twelve percent because it sounded like from you know what I'm hearing from people who actually watch the game, he was electric when he touched the ball. It's just hey, then as soon as you did something great, we're gonna get you out. Like I don't really know what was going on there. So that was pretty much par for the course for the entire, like, Giants wide receiver core. I mean, you had, I think Galladay played, like, 71%, which is great, but he still only touched the ball twice. I think you got Tony, who, I think he had two receptions, but on 12% snap share, like, this early in the season, you're, you're really chasing usage. Like, how often are they on the field? How often do they have the ability to get the ball? I mean, you're going to have good and bad games, but if they're not on the field, there are going to be a lot of bad games. So <laughs> it's it's concerning. That's, I think, a really good segue into the next matchup here because there's a couple things that I want to talk about there. All right. So Jacob versus Luke. Luke gets the win. Look to be on track for a record week in our league. The Cowboys completely fumbled the bag for you. Um, Dak got injured, out most likely for half the year. Um, kind of your thoughts on CeeDee Lamb and Zeke moving forward. Because, I mean, realistically, you're starting three different Cowboys every week for your squad and hoping to get points from them. Uh, Zeke, kind of like what you mentioned, usage. He's a better pass-blocking um, running back. So he's going to be out there on third down. That means, hey, he could be out there for the potential to be a pass catching. Back. Like, he can catch the ball. We all know it. But if he's out on, if Tony Pollard's out there and he's not in, I can't get any points. So, hey, that offensive line is not looking great. He's going to be out there helping block. Gives me an opportunity to be out there to catch a pass. Um, can't say it's always going to happen, but there's a chance. And then CeeDee Lamb, I'm not too worried about. Like, I think he'll be fine. We had the same thing last year. Uh, Dak missed, a, what was it, two games or so? I remember he had, it was yep. a big deal going, like, Sunday night into Minnesota. And was it Ben DiNucci, right? Yep. He came in and, I think, in full PPR, he scored, like, 14 points. He just got peppered. Granted, that's with Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper did pretty well. Just from, like, watching the game, they just seem to, like, always have, like, two to three people around CeeDee Lamb at all times. And then Noah Brown, you know, went off, did pretty well. So they just kind of went different ways. But he still got force-fed. He had, like, 12 targets or something like that. Granted, he only caught four of them. Yeah, so, crap done. So I'm not too worried about CD. He's just – his ceiling obviously isn't, like, a top ten guy until Dak – comes back but I don't really know what happened with Dak like he looked like poo poo I don't know he yeah. I don't know what 
what happened. You're yeah, I think I think I'm kind of on board with CD. I mean, I don't I don't view CD as a top like ten receiver in the league, but at the same time, he's not bad by any means. So if he keeps getting the targets and everything, like he'll he'll work through it and he'll eventually produce. So. Yeah, they just everyone kept talking about like he wasn't getting open. It's like, well, there's three guys on you. It's like it's hard to get open with three guys on you. You have to be like a size monster, yeah, to be catching passes if three guys are on you. So those are those are my kind of takes on CD and Zeke, and it sounds like I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit nervous about Dak in that they're not putting him on the IR, so he had surgery. And they said things went pretty well and that they're hoping to have him back in four weeks or less, which means that they didn't put um, a plate in his hand. They just put screws to help stabilize it because if you had a plate in there, it would be like Russell Wilson where, um, and Drew Brees where they were immobilized for longer. So he gets to move it around sooner, sooner the better for your hand um but that that's good but then i don't like jerry jones doing jerry jones things and like putting it out there into the media because now you're gonna have the media after like two weeks just all over Dak. like if you just say like yeah he's gonna be out for that four or that six to eight weeks that he originally said no one's gonna bother him for six weeks four four to six weeks well now like hey he's gonna be back in four under one now you might push somebody to be back and, you know, Russell Wilson came back and just kind of wasn't the same. So is that the same thing that's going to happen to Dak? We'll see. But I thought it was a bonehead move by Jerry, but on brand for the Cowboys. For sure. I mean, to already be – to go from playoff favorites or division favorites to where they're at now, that's just completely Cowboys. When it happened, I was like, I wonder how long before they call the – the 49ers and ask about Jimmy G. Why not? It's like, he, he can manage it. He can do what he needs to do. But 49ers and Cowboys have bad blood. I don't know. They had got, got Dion. Did the Dion trade there. But I just... If I were the Cowboys, I would at least inquire. Yeah. So, I mean, not awesome, but at the same time, not like a nail in the coffin by any means for your team. Yep. I was able to get uh, Cooper Rush off the waivers. I don't know if you saw that. So. I did see that. And the fact I spent all of my fab on Cooper Rush, so did you, I believe. Correct? Uh, I think so. $61 or whatever you had left. Yeah. So the entire reason that I was reaching, I was trying to get Cooper Rush was to keep him from you. <laughs> I want to I want to put him, I want to put you into a quarterback conundrum this year. I got Carson Wentz. He's like QB4 on the year. Victory laps. Carson Wentz. Like, out here is like, fuck you, Philly. Fuck you, Indy. Look what I can do. I'm going to take it to the the football team. Until he gets replaced by Sam Howell. No way. Do you see that? Week he had a victory lap. Week one. Let's go. <laughs> Anyways, that was my goal with that uh, massive bid I put on Cooper Rush, but it didn't work out. 
Not oh, enough. God, Not enough. I hey, I quickly found that NCAA news. The NCAA Division One Council is expected to consider an emergency uh, legislation at next week's meeting to exempt students who will be pursuing graduate degrees at different schools from transfer windows. So next year they're going to be putting in their transfer windows of, hey, we can only transfer during these times. If you happen to be a graduate transfer, obviously those times don't apply to you. So that's kind of a big, some big news. Definitely big for, like, college football scoring. I mean, I don't know if it's that big for, like, Debbie. Yeah, because, yeah, obviously you don't want your guys in school. Yeah, you don't want a you don't want a six year senior. Yeah. Sorry to break that to the league, but <laughs> you know a graduate. Whoa! Who you hear that? What's that? You hear that? I'm nope. here. I'm hearing a lot of five star notebook pages being ruffled around. I think we just gave some of our listeners a little piece of information they may not have known. Yeah. So if they're old, you don't really want them for the NFL. Huh. The NFL doesn't want them. Just FYI to everybody out there. So then, um, Brett actually got a buy this week. So we have ten guys. Brett. We have ten guys. How did somebody have a buy? Eh, he had a buy. Oh, that's right. He played. Yeah. The, they played the Falcons. Yeah. So. Mm. Brett got a bye. Congrats to Brett. He moves to 1-0 on the NFL side. and Yeah. Good to see who he plays next week. Then we had Tweet versus Ian. This was the closest matchup of the week. Ian squeaked out a win against Tweet. Um, you know, I kind of wonder if it's like Super Bowl Blues are hitting Ian's team. Apparently, A.J. Brown now has uh, Devonta Smith carrying his pads after practice. I mean, I could have told Ian that. I've been seeing it all the time. Yeah. Ian, just ask. I got got the scoops. Listen, not a great look for a top 10 pick in Devonta Smith, but at the same time, you gotta, you gotta do what daddy tells you. Yep. Right? Then the last matchup was a, oh, Grim, yeah, he also got a bye this week. Congrats to Dennis on his bye. So got uh, week one power rankings from the collaboration of Dennis and Ian. Ian's not able to make it tonight, but he said he is going to come on and talk about power rankings at some point uh, during the year. Uh, Luke moves up one. He's number one. Dennis moves down one to number two. Jake stays at three. Ian stays at four. Corey stays at five. Brett is the big riser, moves up four spots to six. Tweet moves down one to seven. Chad stays at eight. Patrick goes down two spots to nine. And Nate is in the cellar at number 10, moving down one spot. Just no respect. Wait up. Wait up. Brett moved up four spots. On a bye week? I mean, he put up a lot of points on the bye week. All right. Okay. So uh, that's uh, courtesy of Ian and 
and Grim. So thank you guys for putting that together. We will move now to some league news. I reached out again to Colin, uh, asked him on his Colin's disappointing waiver claim of the week. Uh, last week we just did what happened like on Wednesday, but then some came on thir- er, on Tuesday and then some came Wednesday night and we didn't get a chance to get through. So this was from last Wednesday through today. Um, talked to Colin, showed him who everybody picked up. His disappointing waiver claim of the week goes to Patrick who picked up uh, Shepard from Vandy. His comments are, there's not a much CFF value once SEC play hits. Not much Devy value. Based on who got picked up this round, there are way better options on the waivers this week. So congratulations to Patrick on your lackluster, disappointing pickup of the week. Congratulations. Um, quickly... Want to? Uh, is there any waiver pickups that you just want to highlight, Jacob? I mean, you kind of shared with me that you and I were the only two people to put in for Evan Hull. Yep. I think he's like third in fantasy points scored right now for college, which strange pickup for me in my team situation. I'll I'll agree to that, but at the same time, I would have think. I would think that a lot of teams would have been on him after, you know, putting up 214 receiving yards at the running back position. I got to I got to look. We had a lot of really good waiver claim pickups this week that I was yeah, pretty pretty impressed with uh, people picking up. Um one that I thought was really good uh, kind of under the radar a little bit, but was Nate's. I can't remember the name that he picked up, but it was Central Michigan's tight end. He's got like six or seven receptions, not to mention targets, in the last two weeks. Um, so, and then once Maction starts, just gonna just gonna eat. Um, some other guys here that got picked up that I really liked is. Ian picked up uh, Dominique or Dominic Richardson, Oklahoma State yep. running back. They just feed. They just get one running back and they just feed the guy. And you got Jalen Warren, who's with the Steelers, makes a team. Like they just they do a pretty good job putting NFL or running backs into the NFL. They get college points. I thought that was a really good pickup. Um, and then some other one that I really liked from last week was Bryce Ford Wheaton going to Chad's team. Guy's just been a target hog, so I I liked that pickup for like oh, twenty bucks. Yeah, and so another one that I liked this week was uh, Brett picking up Tory Horton. He actually has like a sneaky Debbie upside. If he, if he can smash this year, he might actually get drafted. I'm very. I went. I think I went prize picks. I did an over. His uh, quarterback Clay Milton is like has like twelve fantasy points, and I went went the over there. They play Washington State. I just like felt like twelve points for a quarterback was just way too, way too little. So, 
but yeah, he's been a little bit yeah, lackluster. Got, <laughs> yeah, but he's got like over 60. Clay Milton. Yeah, I'm talking about Clay Milton. Clay Milton, the quarterback. Yeah. For Colorado State? Yeah. So, Clay yeah, Milton I'm just. just saying, the wide receiver has over 60 like points right now. Yeah. He didn't do much through three quarters and then in the fourth quarter just ate up all the garbage. It was it was good. All right. Um, we're going to go week one of the NFL. we got to go over our Malik Willis stats. Okay, well, that was fun. So now we'll go to our week two recaps of the NCAA side. We had Luke versus Chad. Uh, Chad messaged me. He wanted to file an assault charge on me after this game. Um, literally, Chad would have won had he played anybody else this week. And I put up the most points in the league since last year's Week 10. 354.5 performance from Brett when he had Malik Willis go off on Duke. So it was a big big game. <clears throat> I want to talk here. i got to look up the scores here. So I want to talk about Bryce for Wheaton. He has 11 receptions, 152 yards, 2 receptions, and a 2-point conversion. Uh, he kind of led... The Golden Domers here with 40.2 points. For my squad, I was. I had a lot of people do well. I just want to talk about Quentin Johnston. He had two receptions for 22 yards. Uh, I don't think he had very much in week one, like 2.5 points. Then Sonny Dykes comes out and says, hey, like, we need to focus on getting Quentin Johnston the ball. We need to do better. They do that by showing two receptions for 22 yards in that offense. It just it hasn't been clicking yet. I'm hoping after the bye week they really get going. But yeah, he he was kind of my disappointment of the week. I could have picked you know many other guys, but that was that was my guy I wanted to highlight. Just kind of took a turd on on my week here. Um, he's one of those tough, he's one of those tough guys that you run into is where. He might not be the best college producer, but at the same time, he's got this elite NFL potential, yep. right? Like, he might be a first, second-round pick. As soon as, so, I, as soon as I don't start him, he, he's going to go off. That's the week that he's going to go off. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's just it's tough to play both sides, I guess. Yep. Uh, so those are... Uh, one and one and zero Luke versus one and zero Chad, and I come out with the win three sixty point four six to two fifty one point oh six. Big win. Um, next matchup is Tweet one and zero versus Nate one and zero. Um, I want to give me a quick second here and pulling up the teams, but I'm gonna talk about. Um, EJ Smith for Nate's team. So EJ Smith has put together two really good weeks. Uh, this week he puts up 22.4 points for Nate's team. He had three receptions for 26 yards, a touchdown, 88 yards rushing, a touchdown. But he lost two fumbles. He lost. He got hit on like the wrist, arm area, fumbled, and then. 
next series came back and got hit in like the same spot and fumbled it again and then he didn't see the field the rest of the game and that was in like the second quarter third quarter i can't exactly remember so that's something to just kind of monitor coaches hate it when running backs fumble the ball but like he's been he's been tearing it up again if you're not familiar with ej smith he's got a pretty famous dad i can't remember his name emmett something i think it's smith He's pretty good. Yeah, his dad's pretty overrated in general, <laughs> but so he he's one to watch. Nate, um, another one is Jalen Berger. Um, I kind of wrote Jalen Berger off this year. Um, was with Wisconsin last year. Then there was attitude issues. And then he transferred to Michigan State. Then he's fourth on the depth chart. Like I just didn't really. I was like I was just kind of out on him. Nate makes a trade for him. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, Nate? Nate's like, don't worry. I got it. Hold my beer. And uh, Jalen Berger's been putting up some numbers. So he had one reception for five yards and had 107 and three touchdowns, kind of taking over that. Um, I guess Michigan State might be kind of like second chance you for running backs. You got Kenneth Walker from Vandy going there, and now you got Jalen Berger. I mean, that's – what it's starting to turn, starting to look like. Yeah. I mean, I think I joked around about Jalen Berger getting his job taken by Ches Malusi at Wisconsin, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm back on the burger wagon. Everybody on the <laughs> burger bus. And then I want to talk about uh, Tweet's team here. I want to talk about Devin A-Chain. So... Devon A-Chain, not Devin, Devon A-Chain, one reception for five yards, 66 yards rushing, a touchdown, and then a punt return touchdown. Good for 20.1 points. That punt return touchdown kind of saved you. It was like 14 points. They played Appalachian State. You're like number six Texas A&M, and that's been like two back-to-back weeks that he hasn't really done anything. There's a lot of hype around him. This offseason, like, hey, he's the fastest guy in the NCAA. He's doing track. So he looks skinny. Well, you can, you know, you don't want all your muscle on you during track season. But, like, hey, he'll be in football shape. He'll be ready for football, this and that. I, I'm I'm a little bit worried about his Devi potential right now. Like, you can't get anything going against Appalachian State. I can't even remember who they played the first week, but another cupcake, just nothing. What are you going to do when SEC comes around? Maybe he's just, like, getting into football shape. I don't know, but that's a little concerning to me. Yeah, I just don't see the – I think if he were to prove that he was a bell cow this year, we're looking at, like, a Jamal Jamal Charles-type prospect. Yep. He's not doing that so far. And so now it's like your best-case scenario is what? Just a a guy in the NFL who's returning punts and kicks, and that's about it. It's like a, I don't, I don't, like a really unsexy Tony Pollard, like. It's Tavon Austin. Yeah, it's not good. Not good tweet. Um, so in this one, Nate pulls this one out, two forty three point three six to two sixteen point one eight. And oh, who is it? Who is that? What's going on. Nate, welcome. What brings you here? Well, I'm just 
just had to had to come on and rebut tweet a little bit from last week. What 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 that guy say? Well, I, I hear he uh, he thought he was going to have a pretty easy road with me this week, last week, and said I was a terrible college manager and couldn't manage the college squad, and he was going to beat me by thirty. Guess who won by thirty? This guy. Wow. Like, why would Tweet say that about you? I'm not sure. I think I'm still on his no trade clause, and he still has hurt feelings over giving up Reese to me. But I can't think of anything else. He, it's getting that time in the year where the Cubs are <coughs> starting unbearable to watch, and so I think that's starting to weigh on him a little bit. I don't know. It. What what were you thinking during this matchup? Because this one was actually a pretty close one, like all weekend. Yeah, it was a pretty close one. I uh, I'm glad that it turns out he's the bad college manager and doesn't know how to pick a quarterback to start. Well, it, quarterback yeah, it's, it's hard when you've got like 17 of them on your squad. Um, I don't know. Um, Peyton Thorne is 4.48. Was you know. Pretty good. I don't. I wouldn't start Sam Hartman, who got you thirty-seven point two, and would have won you the, would have won you the week. But I mean, that yeah. just seems bad. Just, I mean, common sense tells me what I would I want to start a quarterback that is on a running team, or a quarterback that throws the ball all the time. I'd probably go with the quarterback that throws the ball all the time. But that's coming from the bad college manager. I mean, I will give it. To, I will give it to him. And that, like, hey, it was Sam Hartman's first game back. But this guy is in a 14-team league who started Sam Hartman on his first week back and is pretty happy and 2-0 in his other league because of it. So... Um, When I was on, I heard you guys talking about uh, two of my my standouts that... I got in my in that trade that got frowned upon too, where I gave up Cortland Sutton, but got three of my highest scores on the year so far with Keaton Mitchell, EJ Smith, and Jalen Berger, all in the same trade. So I think that's turned out pretty good so far. It just goes to show you, you know, people are quick to you know poo-poo on trades. That's why I'm not a fan of vetoing trades. That's why any league I commission. I don't do vetoes. It's your team. Manage it how you want to. It may be a bad trade in your opinion, but this one's worked out for Nate just how he wants it. Yep. So For sure. Yeah, I, I think we do have one person in our league who likes to veto trades, and I believe it's Aaron Tweet. <laughs> he, he turns them down pretty quick. Well, he vetoes them, like, actively. I don't. Do you remember that Keeper League trade? Where I tried to trade for uh, Marlon Mack, and he, him, and Kevin vetoed it because they said Marlon Mack was a top five running back. I, I must, have, I must have blacked out for this one. Win. No, we talked about it for months. This was like two <laughs> years ago. But anyways, tweet you liking to veto trades is the big problem here. Like, what do you know? Well, apparently nothing. He's 1-1. One one. Nate's 2-0. Oh. Yeah, there you go. 
Nate, you're kind of in familiar familiar territory. You started off hot last year, and then you you got oh, you just kind of pissed it down your leg there at the end of the year. Yeah, it's kind of a I traded away some guys to get the NFL side up and and going, and that got me to the Super Bowl, but then lost it. I don't think that'll be the plan this year. So, well, of course it's keep... not. You're you're number ten in the power rankings on the NFL side. Yeah. How do how do I go down in the power rankings? And I wasn't even lowest score. I don't know. It's a great question to ask uh, Ian and and Grim. Yeah, you sh- I was like the highest score. So there were there were two or there were three. three I, I, whoa, whoa, whoa! I was the seventh highest score. There's ten teams. Yeah. You were the third. You were the third worst score. Third lowest score. Look at you, class I, half full. Yeah, I always scored two guys. So I was I was the seventh highest score. <laughs> a couple quarter full, not three quarters empty. Gotcha. Yeah, we'll have to have to ask uh, oh, the guys in the group. Like what? What what gives? And you were you were looking down on having Jamal Williams in my starting lineup, and look what he does. Yeah, I mean Walker. he did. Like yeah, he's great for your lineup, just not my lineup. Right. I mean I'm number one. You're number ten. <laughs> like Jamal Jamal Williams did just fine oh. week one, and we know how the rest of the season went. You're just you're just gonna be mad that he's gonna vulture away from Swift all year. All year. Not going to happen. I'm a, I'm a Swifty. I know you are. I gave him to you. I love it. And I gave him to Nate. <laughs> oh my God. It's like a magical three-way we're having right now. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Well, Nate, do you want to stay on here for the rest of the podcast and have any inputs that you might have, or, or you got to take off? No, I... I ain't got nothing to do now. I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, you don't have to go set up a lineup or anything. I mean, you're two and zero. You can pretty much just right. close your eyes the rest. You know, the rest of the year, you're gonna make the playoffs now. So here we go. Let's see here. Our third matchup was Brett versus Jacob. So, Jacob, I wanna talk to you about this. So, go ahead. You got a quarterback issue. Mm-hmm. You have now spent all of your money on Fab and not picked up a quarterback. You mentioned last week you're just punting quarterback. I'm like, done with them. Like you do realize like quarterbacks are important with a three quarterback league. I mean, for the college side it's important, sure. But at the same time, I'm pretty set at quarterback on the NFL side. So, what do you want me to do? You know what do you want me to do? Right. You want me to trade for some bum? Yeah, like C.J. Stroud and Will Levis. Trade for those guys. Well, I had those guys. I mean, so I did take a look back, I think, last weekend, and I'm like, oh, shit, I could have had Stroud, Levis, and Deuce Vaughn on my roster this year. I would have been in business, <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, you know, I've, I I like the way my NFL side's going, so I think I can replace some quarterbacks on you know the college side, but it's probably going to happen. It 
definitely going to happen next year. I'm probably not trading for anybody to try and compete this year. I, I did want to bring up, had you just kept your same quarterbacks that you had the previous week, you would have taken down Brett. I know. I know. But good luck, like, picking out the good ones. <laughs> I mean, I've got, like, five guys that are starting. None of them are very consistent. So what, what, what do you want me to do? I mean, it it's was all a guessing game. It was tough. Blake Shapin, you had you had some life. Blake Shapin only puts up like nine points. It was it was a rough one, but yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, Br- like Jacob could pull this one out, and he could beat Brett. Brett's kind of got this powerhouse team, but he hasn't really found the mojo. Like he's not he's not a well oiled machine yet, but he's still two and zero. Yeah, well. Brett's just lucky, just like uh, whoever I played week one, they were lucky. Whoever I play week three is probably going to get lucky too. <laughs> so, Brett's team, I'm just like, hey, Brett, were you just toying with Jacob with your team? Like, you had one, two, three, four, five, five guys combined for like 18 points. While you're like bench, like you had taken people out of your starting lineup for week one and put them on your bench. Like I'm not exactly sure what you're doing, but maybe maybe you listened to a little Nelly. You got so damn cocky, you took that bandaid off. I don't know, but it was it was shocking, and I I couldn't believe it. you almost you almost blew it. Got lucky this week. I'd put your bandaid back on for week three. He, yeah, but he didn't blow it. He, we almost took it. We <laughs> almost took it. Okay. He didn't blow it. We took it. You well, know what? Not let's quite. let's see here. Let me look back at the game. It was ah uh, yes. Brett traveled to Belleville's uh, stadium. Must have watched Rudy on the bus trip over. That's what it was that put him over the top. Yeah, he watched Rudy and came away with low T. <laughs> <laughs> so our next matchup was Corey. Oh, I go, I don't think I mentioned the the final score there. Uh, Jacob loses this one, two hundred and twenty one and a half to two fifty one point oh two. Um, just thirty points shy. And our next one is Owen one Corey versus Owen one Patrick. Um, we got the pillows out for this one. There was just a big old pillow fight here here between Corey and Patrick um I'm gonna talk about A.T. Perry so A.T. Perry gets his quarterback back in Sam Hartman he has five receptions for 142 yards and a touchdown this is the guy that Patrick wanted to draft he wanted A.T. Perry got the guy this is you know wheels up for A.T. Perry the rest of this year going forward and then Bachman. I want to talk about Brennan Armstrong. Rode him all last year. Rode his arm, his legs. He had good quarterback play. I don't really know what's going on with Virginia. They just have not been very good. And they got um, new coaches here. And I'm just... I'm afraid for what Virginia is going to be doing the rest of the year. So they get um, Elliot from, I believe he was from Clemson, 
and they were 68th in plays per game and passed just 48% of the time in neutral game scripts. If you remember, like, Purdue's at, like, that 65, 68, so they pass a lot. So um, there were only five, um, and this is according to campus2canton.com, only five Power 5 programs had a worse pass um, EPA play per play than Clemson. So that's an expected pass attempts per play. Um, would, that, would one of them be Iowa? I mean, probably. <laughs> and then um, when Kitchens was at as an OC in North Carolina State, their team only averaged 22 points a game. Um, so new staff, new system, just – new things all the way around. I just Virginia really hasn't been clicking and I think it I think it's time to start worrying. If you're not worried about Armstrong Corey, I think it's time to be worried about Armstrong. He just needs to start getting the ball to Wicks. Start me too. I just I I don't know. I'm not I'm not in on on Virginia this year. Last year it was great. This year not so much. Um, like I said, uh, campstocanton.com is where I got that information there on uh, Virginia's coaching situation. So thanks to them for that. They got whip weapons too. I mean, they got Lavelle Davis and they've got Dontavion Wicks. I mean, those are two very good receivers. So, so Corey takes this one in the biggest pillow fight of 235.12 to 198.78. Another battle of defeated teams, 0-1s, Grimm versus Ian. I thought I got my pillows out for Corey and Patrick. Oh, my God. I needed to get pillows out again. These two teams didn't even break 200. Just the biggest pillow fight. It's like, I don't know, middle school girl sleepover pillow fight thing going on here. I don't know what was going on. They, uh... Here we got. I want to talk about first for Ian. You got to set your backups. So, or maybe it was Grim. Let me look. Let me get their game up here. Such a pillow fight doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. Ian, set your set your backups. Rome Badunze was a surprise inactive. He got you zero points. You lose by a little under seven points, and I'm sure whoever you would have picked as your backup would have got you the points you needed to to win. Um, you got Brad Roberts sitting there at 33.4, Brew McCoy, uh, Malik Fumbleitis neighbors at 17.1. You set your backups. You probably win that game. You get a win. Now you're sitting at. 0 and 2 um, in this one, um, you you lose 189.04 to 181.88. In this one, I kind of want to talk about Anthony Richardson. So Anthony Richardson plays has a great week one against 
unranked Florida versus number seven Utah tears it up. Now we've got Florida ranked twelfth. That's a big jump. How does he do in prime time against Kentucky? Four point one two points. He passed for one hundred and forty three yards. Not what you needed. No. Anything you got to talk about there with uh, Anthony Richardson? Yeah, it's just, I mean, he's definitely a work in progress in terms of passing. I hope everybody gets past, like, the Cam Newton comp. That doesn't make sense to me. Cam Newton put a bad Auburn team on his back and then won a national title and a Heisman. Like, there's, there's a difference there. And so there's also, like, a 30-pound difference in the two players that I don't think people want to acknowledge, but it's just true. Um, I did have a quote from Kentucky defensive back Vito Tisdale. In his post-game presser, he said, Cam Newton, my ass. The boy is straight hot dog water. (laughs) (laughs) That was in reference to Anthony Richardson. So, you know, I'm, I'm still interested in Anthony Richardson, but honestly, like Ian... You should probably be selling him to a gullible manager like me. I think what Anthony Richardson just do it, just do it already. I think Come what on, Anthony man. Richardson needs to do is everybody got a little bit out in front of their skis that he's going to come out this year. I think he just needs to put a little bit on wax. He didn't play a whole bunch. He had packages last year. Come back next year. I mean, NFL scouts and coaches say like. They actually prefer older quarterbacks that like have experience. They how they like those extra games. They they could care less about coming out early. And you know it, it makes sense getting those practice rep quote unquote practice reps and game reps situations. You know is pivotal. So I think it would behoove them to come back next year and try to tear it up next year. Statistically, the only positions that really, like, the only one that requires early declare almost is wide receiver. And then after that, it's just like a, there's a correlation, but not much for running back. I mean, you can come out as a, as a senior at running back and still be fine. But at wide receiver, it's kind of a, you don't want anybody who's been in college for four, four or five years, but. And then um, Grim, like I said, Grim pulls this one out kind of in a shocker, to be honest, while Bonner and Spears combined for a negative .5 points. Ian, he had two guys that scored less than a point, and he beat you. Like, talk about pillow fights. What's going on, Ian? Ian's like just... He started off rough last year, then makes the playoffs, gets a little hot, then people are a little bit nervous to face him in the playoffs. Guy was guy was hot, and then he comes off 0-2. Like, set your backups. What are you doing? You're coming off that Super Bowl hangover on the NFL side? I'm starting to question Ian's managerial skills here. I don't know what's going on. Maybe he needs a little shake-up. He definitely didn't play his starters in preseason, that's for sure. They weren't ready to go. So sloppy. A lot of penalties. I don't know what's going on. So, Ian, figure it out. 
All right, so our power rankings, courtesy of Hot Dog Water and Grim, for after week two, Brett and Luke remain at the top, unchanged. Brett at one, Luke at two. Chad, in the loss, goes up two spots to number three, jumping Nate, who stays at four. Nate, what do you what do you think about that? You just got jumped by a guy who lost. You're two zero. I know. I just keep throwing, keep throwing it. Bullet, bullet and board material there. We'll we'll get the locker room ready to go. I mean, what you? This is your platform. You have something to say, you know, to to Ian. Sorry, hot dog water, and and Grim. Like, what do you gotta say? Like, stand up for your I, team. I think I think Grim's just a little still upset a little bit about our matchup last week, week one. Oh. Oh and one, you know, and he's probably still upset with the trade that he traded Zay Flowers, and then Zay Flowers goes off on him. So I think it's a bit of resentment there. He's holding holding me down a little bit, but uh, I got Brett this week, so the boys will come out and kick Brett's ass, and then we'll probably drop down to five or six. <laughs> so <laughs> they're at five. We got tweets moving down two spots. At six, Corey moves up two spots in the the pillow fight that was. Uh, Ian moves down one to seven. Dennis moves down one to eight. Jake and Patrick stay the same at Jake at nine and Patrick at ten. So what do you guys what do you guys think about those power rankings? I'll be honest with with where I'm at. Like I, I understand why I stayed at the second worst, but at the same time, my pickups this week, there ain't no way I'm missing playoffs. So get ready, everybody. I mean, I'm jumping at least three spots. Come back of the back in that playoff. What's that? Comeback of the century. Yeah. We're going to be there. Just give us time. Oh, boy. We lost our host. All right. Well, what else do we got to talk about? All right. Sorry, I was, I'm back. Oh, you're back. All right. I'm back. We lost it. I was actually just looking at the uh, stuff to track. And how are you feeling about your uh, bold takes on Jarrett Doge and Braden Bennett? Um, well, the Jarrett Doge ends up changing. I, I talked about it changing to Austin Reed. Um, so Austin Reed. So Austin Reed's ends up as a top twenty. I, I had mentioned that af- the week after he transfers out. So feel pretty good about it. I don't think it counts. It counts. Systems, systems. Um, Burnett, I'm a little bit worried about because it's been two weeks hasn't, in and he hasn't played at all. He hasn't played. <laughs> hasn't played at all, so that one's a, that one's a rough one. I'm not taking the loss yet. Um, you know, all you got to do is show a little bit and maybe goes to that senior bowl, gets a little buzz. I'm good with that. Uh Bryson Nesbitt scores more touchdowns than Latu. Feeling pretty good about that. Uh, Nene Davis, top 50 wide receiver. Don't feel great. The uh, 
Utah State passing game. Um, Bonner and a, a quarterback and a running back. Utah State's quarterback and another team's running back scored for negative five points. Like, Bonner had, like, <laughs> one point. So not feeling great about that one. Um, oh, that was uh, that was Braden Bennett. Kenyon Bennett's the, running, or the tight end at Arizona. That's right. Nathaniel Pete leads the NCAA in rushing. Don't feel great about that one either. So, call your shots, hot takes. I uh, got maybe one. If you give me the, uh, if you give me the Austin Reed, definitely have the okay. Nesbit. Got the Nesbit. We'll give you the Austin Reed. Um, look at Prather. That's one that like is pissed me off the last two weeks. To Bryce, be honest. Bryce Ford Wheaton. He's he's the guy there. Like they're playing basically the same position, so I don't. Yeah, that's not going to happen unless Bryce Ford Wheaton gets a terrible injury, which obviously fingers crossed for that. Um, <laughs> but uh, Juju, maybe who knows? That's that's a pretty hot take, but at the same time, he seems like he's the wide receiver one there. He might lead instead of I think you have lead the league in receiving. He might lead the lead in fumbles, but that's well. Fumbles don't. That's not what the bet's about, right? I know, I know. You know, hey, he's got to throw somebody. Honest, Travis Kelsey or Juju. Hey, but where's where's uh, Sky Moore? Sky Moore done anything? I think he caught one pass, maybe. Oh, I just remember him being in a big blockbuster trade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was a big one. We got rookie hype. Everybody wants him. Hey, George Pickens, he was in the rookie hype. Sent him away. He hasn't done anything either. No. So what's going on? Rookie, rookie, rookie hype. It's... Rookies are rookieing? Yep. They're... I mean, <laughs> then uh, Brees Hall scores more points than Javante Williams. Honestly, I was encouraged by that Denver game. I think Brees Hall might be easily outscoring Javante Williams this year now. I don't know. Javante, I I have him in another, in another league, and I liked all the dump-offs that he got. Yeah, I gotta tell you about this. I know, we, you know we're talking about our league, but Nate's in this other league with me and Corey, and it's a half-point PPR league. Nate Definitely has a rough roster, and this a very young roster. Yeah, very ro- young roster going up against the likes of a King Henry, McCaffrey. Yeah. Just like the guy's team isn't like stacked, but like you know, it's it's his pretty good. Are, it's pretty top. It's a it's a twelve team league, and Nate pulled Javante Williams helps him pull out the win. Oh, yeah. I just tend to look at usage and, like, he's still splitting time, both rushing and passing downs. And so it's like Melvin Gordon's not going to go away. He's pretty good. So as long as Brees can beat out Michael Carter, like, that's not looking like a bad long shot. 
I think eventually, eventually it'll get there. But the obviously having Brees, it'd be nice to have Carter too because I think they can both kind of like Williams and Gordon. They can probably both survive in a lineup at the same time. Probably. I don't think you want that though. I think you want Brees like commanding all the touches. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's for that's sure. I mean, I mean, more long- to me, that's what he was drafted to do, right? Like right. he he's there to be the guy. So I think I think that probably happens sooner rather than later. But it all depends on how good Michael Carter really is. So he and he actually looks fairly decent. So it's not like it's beating out some no name. But Brees Brees might just be a guy that it takes a little bit of time to catch on because he he didn't fire off the scene as a freshman either. Yeah, a, I mean, it took. Jonathan, I think it took Jonathan Taylor like, like what half a season? Yeah, like nine games yeah. or something. Yeah, but now he's JT and he's you know considered like a top two pick in dynasty redraft. So Reese will be he'll be kicking it into shape right around the time I'm getting ready for the consolation rounds. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Sean Tucker, that that bet is looking really good. Oh yeah, and that's a big bet. I mean, that's like a four leg parlay, is what we talked about. Come on, I, are you uh, reading or? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting something set up here in the background. All right, but yeah, you have that. He goes over 1,800 all-purpose yards. He's a borderline uh, Heisman finalist. And he's the second running back taken in the 2023 NFL draft. So that's a three-leg parlay. Um, but, yeah, the, everything in Syracuse seems to be running through Sean Tucker. He's just crushing it week in and week out. I definitely think he ends up being a Heisman finalist. Um, you got Bijan, I think, consensus number one running back taken. And then I'm trying to think of who would be at, like, an option to challenge Tucker for number two as a running back. Evans. I think there's like a list of eight guys that could. So you got, you got Evans. You got Evans. You got Gibbs. You've got. Oh, that's right. I don't know why I forgot about Gibbs. It must be just, well, like, it's late guys. Yeah. But like all those guys, they're not cemented in as the RB three. I feel like, Early on, like you've got Bijan, and then you got Sean Tucker, and then it's everybody else file in behind him. Yeah, that that one will come out to be a good one, I think. There, Jacob, and then you got your other one is Marcus Mariota revives his career in Atlanta, and they no longer draft a quarterback as a priority. I mean, put up a lot more points this week than I thought they would, but then yeah, they but did. That dead. What's that? that? Dead. Oh. I mean, you, you can't target Kyle Pitts seven times and only complete two passes. Sure you can. No, you're done. You're getting yeah. replaced, bud. He had, uh, had Lattimore. He had Lattimore on him. He, Lattimore shuts down like Mike Evans every single week. Mike Evans ain't no scrub. Yeah, he is. Compared to Pitts. You got Tom Brady trying to throw him the ball and apparently can't even get that working. So I'm... I'm not too worried about it, but the Falcons do Falcon things. They 
have a lead, they lose it. What do you think, Nate? How's it feel to be a Falcons fan? <laughs> that that was disappointing. I left I left my house to go paint the football field and thought that was in the bag. And then I come back and I see the score and I mean it made sense. I'm used to it. <laughs> I, I guess that's the the I have to make to forget in our World Series. Now I just got to watch the Falcons lose every. But well, at least you're not, you know, a fan of like your wife's team, right? Like yeah. they can't even, they don't even how to play football. Yeah, Ian, you're also a fan of this team. Packers suck. What is that? Oh, she she's over here. Can you if you can't hear? Her, she's over here spelling relax for me. Right? Oh. It's a different time. Alan Lazard's not going to magically turn into Devontae Adams. <laughs> Tough matchup against the 1-0 and Bears, you know. Damn, the 49ers. Piss that I off. didn't know Bears like to play in the water so much. but Yeah, Bears love it. That's where they find all their trout. That's true. Just for reference, though, I mean, Devontae Adams still looks like Devontae Adams in Las Vegas. <laughs> I did get, as a Devontae Adams owner... And in my other league, um, I traded for Waller last year. Week one, 19 targets, feeling pretty good. And then it was just like, just awful having Waller. Like, I got, I saw all those targets, and I was just like, oh my God. I'm having like flashbacks to last year. I'm like, okay, no, now they're not going to target. They used all their targets up week one. Ain't going to target them again. Yep, trade them now. Oh my gosh. It was not, I mean, it, it looks great right now. I just hope it continues. But that, I think, is all we got here for tonight. Um, week three preview. Oh, sorry, not all that we got tonight. We got our week three previews and uh, the Bears picks. So the Bear had uh, messaged me his picks. I'm sorry about that, Bear. Let me get there. Um, let's see here. What was his record last week? I don't know. Bear, if you're listening to us, you know you need to post in the chat your record from last week, and then we can keep a running total of it, Bear. So, so the Bears picks this week. We've got game of the week. We've got Brett versus Nate. The tale of two unbeaten teams. Both have scored a similar amount of points coming into this week. I will take Nate for the W. I think he's probably trying to do the transitive property. You know. Yeah. Hey, he beat me. You know, I I get it. So I he says he likes the matchups for Nate's players just more than Brett's. High scoring matchup, but it's gonna be close. Nate comes out on top. His other matchup is Rinker versus Tweet. Does Tweet play the right quarterback or not this week? A tale we will be watching all season long. You kind of touched on it there, there, Nate. Does Richardson lay an egg again this week? Highly unlikely. Give me Rinker for the win. So now Tweet goes, you know, his prediction of 2-0, and now he... He's predicting I'm supposed to be one and two. What a what a f- switch! Ian gets off the hide and and gets a win. I don't know what my locker room's thinking if I'm Tweet's team. My own manager's picking against me after 
after a loss. I mean, I might, might thank his season. Ask ask Pete Rose. Let's see here. Jacob versus Corey. Which team gets their first win? A battle of beaten, defeated teams. 0-2 versus 0-2. Outside of Daniels, Jacob's quarterback play has been inconsistent, which is hurting him. Corey's squad has some consistent scores, which is which could cause Jacob's team some trouble. Give me Jacob, who will lead his team to his first win behind those stud running backs, including Hull. He's a wise guy. He's a, I mean, but listen... You can say what you want, but the bear is wise. Bear's wise. Uh, Grim versus Luke. Now here's a matchup for the books. Grim gets his first win last week, and is riding high, but the highest scoring team is going to put him in his place. I think Luke runs away with this one, much like the NFL teams ran away from Malik Willis. <laughs> Love it. Love it, bear. Ellis versus Patrick. Patrick finds himself in a familiar territory starting this year as a bottom team. The guy has talent on his team. It's just, do they want to play for him? Big L has a squad that can score with the top teams in the league, like he showed last week. But will his team sustain? We thought the hurting we thought the thundering herd upset was a wild one last week give me patrick over l this week in my upset of the week boom patrick gets his first win against ellis did not see that one coming good picks there uh, bear like i said count them up from last week bear i don't remember what they were um put them in the chat so we can follow along that's all i got so again, if you've made it this far, make sure to rate and review, make sure to download, and that's all I got. This is your Ian. Ian. Hey, Ian. 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 Do I have your attention? Start your studs. Have a good week. See ya. Good night.